0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am so excited and nervous about this podcast episode. I am currently on day 17 of our yoga teacher training here at Island Yoga in Aruba, and we have 51 beautiful women from 15 countries from all over the world that are here for 23 days to Uh, to train to become yoga teachers with me and the last teacher training we did we did the inner critic podcast also known as i think the second most listened to and downloaded podcast episode of all time uh it was unbelievable um we had 50 i think 52 people then Uh, that shared on what their inner critical voice spoke of and how that voice would differ or what life would be like if they spoke to themselves from the voice of the inner best friend. And we have decided to do another round of wow of, of podcasts this way um for this treat your training group as well and i've been it was kind of because it was so beautiful the last time we did it of course we never know what's going to happen with a group of 50 people and you know what if it doesn't work out or what if what if we're not able to capture emotion or what if we're not resonating with a theme my mind is full of all of these ideas of what if and i had this idea that i wanted the theme to be about the body and uh, just a really specific body um, body theme. And then somehow, so yesterday when we were kind of ending the day, we end with some sharing and, and journaling every day. Uh, and I was p- supposed to kind of prepare the group for what we're about to do today. So I was going to do the, the sharing on the body. And then right before I stepped into the room, I had this feeling like, oh, like I'm not really feeling this theme. I don't know. Everyone in this group are they're pretty empowered when it comes to body. And we just spent a whole week with Lara Hyman here. Everyone feels really structured and organized and centered in the body. So I just wasn't feeling that as a theme anymore, even though it's what I decided from before. So on a total whim, <laughs> I changed the theme of the evening. And instead of talking about the body, we spoke about fear. <sighs> and I just, just saying those words right now, I feel little goosebumpy across my legs. Um, so last night we did journaling and sharing and then a big circle sharing about about fear, the topic of fear. And it was absolutely so powerful, so beautiful, so perfect for this group. And I'm also getting the sense that, you know, if it's perfect for this group, it means that you listening to this right now also will resonate with this right now. You are dealing with the topic of fear somehow in your own life. It might be um, showing up in different ways in your relationships or in your family or at work or perhaps you feel held back um, by, by fears or worries or anxiety in your life. Um, and so the, the, the topic for this podcast really is going to be to dive deeply into that. So the question is, what scares you? What are you fearful of? Um, And then we're going to turn it all around and imagine life without that fear. So if I wasn't fearful, what would life be like? I'm sitting right now in our soul shala, which is the smallest shala we have here at the studio. And there's candles lit everywhere. I have a beautiful little circle of of chairs around. And I haven't invited the first group in yet. Not right now. It's just me. Um, They're all outside waiting. And uh, before I invite the girls in, I, uh, I wanted to do this sharing. And I wanted to take a deep breath and, and arrive. So let's do that. All of us together. Full inhale. And exhale. So for me personally, what am I fearful of? What scares me in what ways? this fear present in my life. Oh, now I get like icky, icky goosebumps. I just had good goosebumps and now I just had those like, oh, like a chill. <sighs> I have so many fears, you guys, holy shit. <laughs> I'm scared of so many things. Um, the main thing that comes up that has been a theme for as long as I've been a mother has been um, the fear that I sit with of over something happening to the baby, of something happening to Leia Luna. And it's so much better now than it was, um right when she was born, it was really hard for me to 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 sit with that, and I really felt like that fear of something happening to her really was running my life in a major way. And right now, it's not that intense anymore as it was before. It's not paralyzing. I did a lot of work with it, and I feel really trusting um but still, you know, and I guess this is maybe what it's like being a mom, but if she has like a really good night's sleep. Where she's just, you know, I put her to bed, she says nothing. And then five hours later, she still like, hasn't made a single noise or a single sound. And it's in the middle of the night. And I'm like, man, why isn't she like, you know, I can like willing her to wake up just so I can hear her say something. So I know that she's breathing. Um, which of course is like a really illogical thing. Why would she just stop breathing for no reason in the middle of the night? But that's how my brain works. So it happens often, not every night, but several times a week that I um, you know, against Dennis's (laughs) wish because he's always, he's always the one who's like, she's fine. Don't disturb her. Let her sleep. It's a good thing that she's sleeping quietly, you know, throughout the whole night. And still like I I make myself go in there and I like have to peek over inside of the crib and like look really close and make sure that I can see her chest rise and fall, um, just to make sure she's alive. Oh God, (laughs) the thought of her, you know, not being alive like it's just it's not it's not a comprehensible thought i can't sit with that thought it's not it's not it's not doable for me to imagine a life of what that would be like um but of course it makes there's this tension of this fear and this worry of something happening to her it sits in my body all the time all the time it's not paralyzing like i live a good life i'm not thinking about it all the time but it's there in the back like background static this this fear that something's going to happen to her. And right now, I mean, she's a toddler. What's going to happen when she's a teenager or she's going to become an adult and she's going to travel the world and, you know, get boyfriends and like go crazy places. Like, I don't know what that's going to be like. At least now I have some <laughs> some form of control <laughs> as, you know, to what, what I invite into her space and in our lives. But yeah, <sighs> so that's a fear that's really big and it's really... Um, really present all the time. And when I sit with that fear, it's just, I can feel my chest tightening. Like I can feel, it gets a little harder to breathe when I let that fear come out or when I bring that fear for, forth. Um, I could cry right now if I would really think about that fear and how big it is and, you know, how many dangerous things there are in the world and the things that might happen to her in a day to day. I mean, everything from like me dropping her on the floor to, you know, getting in the car, having a car crash or something happening at daycare or, you know, there's like a gazillion things like she could choke on her food having breakfast. If I lived from that place of that fear all the time, I mean, I wouldn't be able to live. I don't think so. I wouldn't be able to continue or, you know, get anything done because it's just so big and terrifying. <laughs> Oh, it's good to say it though. And I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but this is really where I am with it now. Like it doesn't run my life, but you know, I can't deny the fact that it's there or, or I wouldn't be standing over her crib at night making sure she's breathing, right? So what would life be like if that fear wasn't there or if I wasn't fearful? What would I do? Oh. Well, It's pretty simple. (laughs) If that fear wasn't there, I would be a really chill and relaxed mom. Um, I don't think I would be careless. I don't think this is a good fear. Like it's a fear that keeps her safe or whatever. I think honestly, you know, if I would keep her safe without that terrifying, you know, fear in the back of my mind all the time, if I wasn't fearful, I wouldn't be, you know, hovering over her crib at night to check on her breath. I wouldn't spend so much time obsessing over, you know, all the things that could go wrong, or seeing these crazy scenarios like choking on food or car accidents or whatever. Um, and my my time could be spent doing more constructive things or thinking about more uplifting and positive things. I think I would be uh, I would be a better wife probably <laughs> if that fear wasn't there because I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be so nitpicky with Dennis. I wouldn't check in with him as much as I do in a day if I'm not there. I think overall I would be so much more relaxed. Oh, just saying that. Like if I wasn't fearful, if that fear wasn't there, I could feel my shoulders just dropped like a lot my body relaxed just by speaking those words. If I wasn't fearful, I would be so much more relaxed. I would feel safe all the time, all the time I would feel safe. And I would trust that all the shoes that were supposed to drop, they've already dropped. There's no more death coming. I've had enough. And I would just trust that it's safe to live a really good life that it's safe to be a mom and that it's safe to love if i wasn't fearful i would trust that it's safe to love oh wow <laughs> I knew this topic was the right topic for a reason. We haven't even started and I'm already bawling. (laughs) All right, I'm going (laughs) to gather myself and um, start inviting the group. Just take a few moments to tune into the body. I'm just feeling what it feels like to be here in this little podcast cave in this moment. So We're returning to the topic of, of fear, of what scares us. We touched on that already last night, so perhaps you've had something move or shift or arise inside of you since then. Maybe you feel really fearful about sitting here, about to speak your fears out loud. That's okay, just honoring and acknowledging everything that's present. Let's take a really deep breath in, and out, and let's open our eyes. So Sam, who (laughs) happens to have the microphone right in front of her, (laughs) what scares you?
1: What scares me? Um, Trusting my own decisions is terrifying. Um, I think I think I'll make the wrong decisions. Um, I just don't uh, trust that that life will take me where I should go. So I don't really take the risks that i I think would pay off in my life. I didn't think I'd get upset right away. <laughs> mm. Um,
0: and what kind of risks are there that you're not taking?
1: Uh, moving or... Um, I always wanted to s- to sell everything and pack up and just go uh, travel, but it always seemed like there was too many things that could go wrong. Um, I also have had ideas for maybe businesses that um, could have been successful that I just... I just didn't have the faith in myself that I would make the right moves. So I just didn't. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So does it keep you a little frozen, this fear?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's easy to put things off because of fear, I guess. Hmm. Um, but <laughs> facing fear is so worth it. <laughs> Every time I do it, I never regret it. So, um, fear is also, I think, a way to forge yourself and to, to overcome it is to move forward. So, fear is like a frenemy. <laughs>
0: like a frenemy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it shows us where to go sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where do you want to go right now?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I guess I would like to teach after this. Um I didn't really realize that I did want to when I first came here. I had all of these ideas in my mind that it was just for me or, but now I I feel like I want to and I feel like uh, fear could could make me put it off and it would only become bigger. Um, It would only become scarier, so,
0: yeah. So what do you think life would be like if you had a little more trust in yourself and your decisions and the choices you make are the right ones
1: I think my life would just be bigger um my scope of experiences would be bigger um yeah I don't know
0: that sounds pretty cool (laughs) life would be bigger yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah, my horizons would be broader I think so
0: so there's a big reward at the end of. yeah (laughs) of that fear Mm -hmm. and you're right here
1: I mean coming here was facing fear so yeah and it always pays off so
0: so you know already that you can
1: yeah I've had to learn the hard way (laughs) but yeah
0: thank you for sharing
1: thank you thank you Bella yes
0: what scares you
2: Um, so what scares me is um, unhappiness for my parents. Um, they broke up about um, eight months ago, and um, I want—I really want to move to um, another country. But I feel like if I leave, I don't know, because um, I feel like I'm the one that keeps them like happy. Oh. Um. It's like I mean I love my parents. I want to make them happy. So.
0: So is the fear that you might disappoint them, or is the fear that things will get worse if you're not there, or what is uh, the fear?
2: Things will get worse. Hmm. Yes, i I'm, I'm always like sending like my mom like quotes, um, like every day to just like make her feel better and. And like she has said, like it means it means so much to me and I, I don't know have how, how I could have done this without you. And that's like so sweet, but it makes me like I have to keep doing this.
0: It's a big sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. So what about your happiness? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think if do you think you can live a whole life like this, like it's right now? What would happen if you spend a whole life you know, giving a lot away and putting yourself last? Yeah. Is that also scary, the thought of that?
2: Yeah, maybe. I just feel like others' happiness, like the people around me, I want them happy first but i guess it's better if i'm happy because then i can give them more i guess but it's hard to do in the moment Mm.
0: so if you would close your eyes and imagine a a scenario where mm, where your happiness mattered to you maybe even more and where you knew that you could choose your own happiness and your parents would still be okay, and that they have the tools that they need to deal with their own stuff, what would that life be like? Would that be different?
2: Yeah, I would feel more free to just do what I what I want to. Yeah. That would be great.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's, it's okay to, to bring the fear with us. You know. We can speak it out loud. We can say, hey, I feel really doubtful that I can go and do what I have to do for me to be happy while you guys are over here. You know? So maybe there's a way for you to, to do what you need for your happiness and that happiness might extend into other people also. Or sometimes there's this big unknown, what if I leave and maybe everything falls apart. But we step into the unknown and we realize that sometimes people can stand on their own legs when we yeah. let them try.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. You're here right now.
2: Yeah. And they're doing great. Yeah, i to them, so...
0: Yeah. Hmm. So is there something that you... That you need, or something you could create also at home to feel strong, to express your own needs, and to go where happiness is for you. What do you mean? Like here, you feel like you can express that a little bit more? Is there something you can bring home with you, or something you can create at home to also feel safe to express what's important for you?
2: yeah I really like like sharing here Um, and when like no one interrupts you to just like say how I feel Um, and to someone who who doesn't who doesn't know me to really listens I really like that so maybe I can contact all the um, teachers here then to uh, like a Skype sharing, or
0: <laughs> that's on the agenda. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And continue to cultivate those things, because you know? every time you share, you put yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for sharing.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Kayla, what scares you?
3: Um. A lot (laughs) Um, disappointing people in my life is probably what drives me the most um, with fear Um, I'm an only child so there's a lot of pressure to not disappoint which is great because I mean I have done really good things with my parents guidance it's not that but sometimes the pressure is a lot The pressure of being a good mom is really hard, especially being a single mom. I always feel like everywhere I go, people will look or judge, or I've had people stop me in the grocery store and ask, you know, oh, where's the father? Or why don't you have a ring? Or, you know, just stupid stuff that's none of their business. And it makes me fearful to ever make any mistakes with my kids, which is a lot of pressure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Um, I'm also, you know, fearful that by disappointing people, maybe they'll leave. And that's hard because I've had people leave. It's really hard to come back from that. So, yeah, I'm afraid of a lot.
0: <laughs> and what do you do in your day-to-day life to, to make sure you don't disappoint people? What does that look like?
3: Um, I try really hard to not hurt anyone's feelings or ever fully speak my mind. I just try and agree or kind of do as I'm told or do what I think I'm supposed to be doing Um, or just follow the current of what's, you know, expected.
0: And how does that feel?
3: (laughs) Heavy. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I have a hard time making decisions without other people's input. Um, And I notice that Because I'm that way of always asking for other people's opinions, I kind of do whatever it is that they would say, even if my heart says something else. And I also notice that it affects my daughter. She's eight, and she sees everything I do, and she is so strong-willed, and I love it, but I can also see her becoming more, um, I don't know how to describe it, (laughs) I guess distant from herself of what she feels, like doesn't want to feel, wants to know what you want her to feel or things like that. And so that's scary.
0: Hmm. Well, you know, listening to that inner voice, it's a practice. And if we always put everybody else's voice higher than ours for a while we forget, or it gets really hard to turn the noise down so we can hear what's there. Yeah, it does. It sounds like it takes a lot of energy to make sure that you don't disappoint anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and could you imagine what life would be like if if instead of, of spending the spending your energy that way, if you trusted that they would be there no matter what
3: yeah. It would be different.
0: <laughs> in what way?
3: Um, I don't know. It just... I guess the way that I raise my kids, the way that I... what I feed my kids, what it all comes down to, like, all of it. <laughs> I guess where I live, who I'm in a relationship with, it all gets kind of influenced. And so... It would be a lot, my life would be a lot different. <laughs> mm.
0: and sometimes we spend so much time trying not to disappoint other people that we we end up disappointing ourselves.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I came here.
0: <laughs> it took a lot to come here. Yeah,
3: it did. It mm. really did. But um, it was probably one of the best decisions I've made as an adult to just... Take this moment for myself and just for me. And trust that when I get home, everyone I love will still be there. It's a lot, but mm-hmm. I'm happy. And they're all still there.
0: <laughs> and they're all still there. So, so far, so good. Yeah. You're really brave.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank mm. And I think even just... You know, being here, you can use this as a measuring stick for future stuff. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. And can I trust that my own voice is right? That my own voice is going to take me where I need to go? You know, it brought you here. brought you your kids. It brought you all the good things that you have.
3: It did, yeah.
0: Mm.
3: I just got to start listening. <laughs>
0: mm. Thank you for sharing.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hey. <laughs> hi. What scares you?
4: I think um, failing when I when I try and do things, I'm I'm just always afraid, so I don't really try. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm I think I'm more afraid of failing, not because like it would suck to fail, but it was like it's also I'm afraid of disappointing like other people. In like worrying them, like, I don't want people to worry about me. Um, I'm also afraid of losing someone, like, I'm I'm afraid of losing my family and my boyfriend, like, something bad happening. I just, like, always feel like something bad is going to happen to one of them. So yeah, (laughs) I think that's what scares me the most. Mm.
0: And how does, it, how does it run your life, this fear?
4: Um, it's hard. It's really hard to be hippie. Like, all the time I sleep, like, a lot, a lot, because I don't want to hear my thoughts. And I also, like, don't really put myself out there. Like, it's really hard to meet new people and, like, be able to talk to people. I just kind of shut down. I don't really
0: know what to do. So if you, if you weren't fearful like that exercise we did yesterday if you weren't fearful if that or maybe that fear will still be there but if it wasn't so big or in the very front of of everything what would be different in your life
4: i would just do more of like everything that i want to do i would feel so much more free i would move away like i i really want to move away just to be somewhere new and do new things and meet new people um, just for the experience. Um, I wouldn't be afraid of, like, actually trying to do things. Like, I would open my own studio. Um, yeah, I would talk to people more.
0: When you say it, you make it sound so simple. I don't. It does sound simple. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What are some tools you think that could help you help you feel safe to, to go for those things, even though the fear is there.
4: I really like the sharings that we do. I really want to bring that home. And I, I feel like um, it would be hard to do with people that you know, but I feel like most of the people that I have in my life would be open to at least trying it just to make me feel better. Um, I also want to start journaling more. Sometimes when I'm journaling, I'm like, "Oh, I don't feel like journaling," but it does actually make me feel better. Um, yeah.
0: Both of those things are things that um, that allow your voice to come out, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a really good practice to have, so that when that voice speaks really loudly of, "This is important. It's more important than the fear. It's important that I speak up, or important that I start this studio. Important that I move." if you practice that voice coming out, it will be easier to, to really hear it when it's real, when it's there. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a really good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Emma. Hello. What scares you?
5: What really fucking scares me is um, that my dreams won't be accomplished ever that I won't ever get to you know really reach for my dream and get it and live in that moment of I did it that really scares me also what scares me is other people um talking to people that I don't really know that well is so scary cuz I don't know what to say or um how they're going to react to anything I say, just being out in public and going to do things in public and being a a yoga teacher, talking to people, connecting with people. I don't want to be bad at it, so I don't do it. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to do it. It's hard to talk to people without feeling like I'm being judged or I'm belittling myself um, and restricting what I have to say. Or what I want to say.
0: And do you have moments when you, when you do it anyway, when you put yourself out there, when you take the risk? Not really. Mm, what about here?
5: Mm, no, not really. <laughs> A little bit. What I feel comfortable. Right now. Um, yeah, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like I was going to throw up right before this microphone came in front of me.
0: (laughs) Yet here you are.
5: Yeah, words are coming out.
0: Words are coming (laughs) out, here you are. What does that feel like, just to to sit in that for a moment? Mm.
5: It feels scary, Mm. (laughs) but good also. (laughs)
0: Doable. Yeah, doable. And is there a side of you that, that really wants to teach, that wants to
5: Yeah. I've wanted to teach for years and I um I haven't gone to a teacher training and I <laughs> I almost must think I mean I was thinking of different reasons why I should not go to this one like the month of I was like, Oh no, um, I got sick before, <laughs> like <laughs> I can't go or I don't know, I didn't want it to happen almost because I was scared of it actually happening. And then I'm like ready to go back home and to teach and I don't wanna teach because I'm scared (laughs) of teaching, but I really, really wanna do it. I really want to, I wanna shine my light and I want everyone to see me. And I'm still scared to do that.
0: But you're practicing it all the time.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean, yeah you're no.
0: practicing it right now.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that longing to, to be seen and that longing to speak loudly and to take up space, it's it's really big. It brought you all the way to Aruba with fifty strangers. Yep. It's that big. Yeah, very big. Yeah. So maybe like right next to that fear there is also trust that you can can you sense that
5: no yeah i it's it's deep in there but i know that i can do it and that's the only reason i'm here right now but it's just like the thought of it every time it's like the fear comes back Mm -hmm. i'm trying to tone it down (laughs) to try and make myself stronger feel stronger
0: yeah yeah how can you lean into that trust That leap of faith through trust that you just took by coming into this room and speaking into this mic.
5: (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess just doing it. Doing the damn thing. (laughs) Doing the damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then running with it after that. Mm. Just forcing myself into uncomfortable spots so that I can show myself I can do it.
0: Mm.
5: Even though I I know I can, but just getting there is hard.
0: Or maybe speaking it out loud when it's really hard. Yeah mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you.: You are listening to "From the Heart," Conversations with Yoga Girl. If you haven't heard the exciting news, Yoga Girl just launched its first ever online store. My team worked so hard to create beautiful and sustainably made apparel and trinkets, and I have been waiting for the perfect time to share this with everyone. The best news, we ship worldwide. Shipping is a brand new venture for my business, and we took care to make sure we set up the simplest process possible. If you are a business owner or you have other mailing needs, you can ship worldwide readily and conveniently too. All you need is stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right from your desk at the office or even from your kitchen table at home. Buy and print real US postage for any letter or any package. All available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You just click, print, mail, and you're done. Stamps.com makes sure you have everything you need. They even send you a digital scale. You can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every time. For my listeners in the US, the next time you need to head out to the post office, try stamps.com instead. Easily take care of all of your business shipping needs, send out wedding invitations, get your Christmas presents mailed early, or maybe you want to begin the practice of sending a heartfelt letter to someone far away that you love. Whatever it may be, Stamps.com has you covered. Right now, you can use the code YOGA for this special offer. four-week trial includes postage and a digital scale. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in YOGA. That's Stamps.com. Enter YOGA. And Ashley.
6: Hi. Hi.
0: What scares you?
6: The first thing that came to mind for me is love. Love scares me a lot. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking if I wasn't so afraid of love, I... I wouldn't keep feel the need to keep people who are close to me like at an arm's distance. And when things feel good and I feel people trying to love me or show support, I wouldn't find ways to like push them away so that I don't have to be. So I can kind of beat them, beat them to the punch before I feel like hurt or abandoned. Um, and I, I like long for that feeling of like wanting to just be content with people loving me and um, receiving that better. And I, I just have like this barrier and I don't know how to get past that. <laughs> and I think I also fear telling people how I feel. As well, like how I feel about them, um, and also if I've ever h- felt hurt by someone, family, friends, significant other, um, letting them know how they made me feel. But instead, I, I've carried that for a really long time in many different situations.
0: Would you say that fear has a big? It's a big component in your life. Oh, yeah.
6: Yeah. And, like, everything. Like, every area. Like, friends, family. Here, sometimes, if I felt close to people, I find myself, like... Yeah, like, I start to push them away. Or, like, mm-hmm. withdraw.
0: And can you think of a time in your life where maybe this barrier that you talk about, where maybe it has actually served you and had a purpose?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's protected me.
7: Hmm.
6: Yeah, it, it feels like a defense. So I, I guess it's good to have that a little bit so that I can be aware and mindful of, of people who may actually have not the best intentions. But then I have a hard time finding, I guess, that line between that and taking it too far, or just needing to have them just far enough away um, before they have the chance to
0: yeah to hurt me. But it it's important to to recognize that that the barriers we keep to hold people away, it's not random or you know, there for no reason or this stupid thing that we do and we don't know why, at some point it's probably served you really well and kept you really safe. Yeah. 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 And then life moves on and we end up in this other phase and maybe it doesn't apply the same, but we bring it with us anyway, you know, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. But can you imagine what life would be like if you... Um, So we don't have to pretend like the fear isn't there or, um, you know, just remove the fear. It can be a really um, almost ridiculous thing to say when it's so big. But if it didn't run your life, if it wasn't in the front of your mind, but maybe just in the back of your mind a little bit, if there was a little more trust or you felt a little more safe to love and be loved, what do you think life would be like?
6: I think it would feel really good. That sounds, like, really liberating and to, like, feel okay, like, people loving me and, like, wanting to support me. And, yeah, I think, I think then my life would be filled more, like, with more love and I probably would be happier. I would be happy.
0: What about in this group, in this training? How has it been so far?
6: (laughs) There's been, like, many times where I've cried because, like, the love is so overwhelming here. And I think I'm crying right now because it's, it's a good thing. It's a good feeling. But it just, you know, and it's, like, overwhelming. Like, something so much of, or so much of something that's good that, like, I don't know what to do with it. But it's so amazing. like I'm I'm so lucky, so I keep going back to that to try to remind myself that, This isn't a bad thing, like no one's out to get me, no one's trying to hurt me. Um, Yeah, it does feel really good.
0: It's also new, you know, anything that's new, even if it's good, if it's unknown, we can't expect ourselves to just completely collapse into it, you know, just because it's good. If it's new, we have to take a little step, feel it out, and, and then step back and the boundary can be there and it can be a good thing. Yeah. And then know that it's okay to take it down and then touch on it a little bit more and then when it's enough and I back away again. And that's sort of the the practice of opening. No? Yeah. It's not this one linear thing where one day we're open and then it's forever that way. But maybe it's a really good quality to have to open and close and open and close. Yeah. No, like a flower.
8: (laughs) Yeah,
6: that sounds nice. Hmm.
0: Thank yeah. you for sharing. It's Thank beautiful. You. Thank you, Sarah. What scares you?
9: Um, it's very similar to, to Ashley. Um, I only have one, like tangible fear, that I know of, and that is falling or jumping out of, you know, altitude. <laughs> Uh, I, I am not scared of heights, and I believe it's that letting go of uh, control, and I translate that also biblically to my life, where I know that as long as I keep people at at arm's length, I'm I'm good. No one can hurt me. But it's also, of course diminishing your your life um, and I think I've closed off that area quite effectively over the years <laughs> so I think it's uh, my fear is to I, I don't even know what would happen if I opened that space up um, it's a mystery box <laughs> <in> my heart <laughs> Um, but I think here, I'm here because I, I'm very curious, um, of what would happen. Um, and I think that I owe it to myself to listen more to that, that place in my body. Um, I know that I'm not... In the place where I I'd like to be so I much rather see where where that route might take me if I open it with the risk of hurting myself in the fall I guess (laughs) but um, I I've come to a point where I need to do something
0: what do you think so you know the risk is there I might fall or hurt or fail and what do you think the reward might be? Is there also a reward in taking that leap?
9: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm also super afraid. One of my other fears <laughs> is that I am stuck in my daily routine life and having this like nine to five wheel of never ending work days. And that's life. Uh, and I've realized that that is probably a much worse path than possible face plants of 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 listening to my heart Um, and I I don't know why why I have that fear of trying something else I don't know Hmm. but it's very strong it's kept me on the other path for quite a few years
0: and is there something that we've done in terms of the the practices here that has felt like it's bringing you closer toward that place of opening?
9: Absolutely. We, we focus on our bodies and on our hearts. And my brain is on vacation, <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, but also I get very inspired by meeting other people that have broken the circle already or never got into it and a great a good example of how else to live your life it's, it doesn't have to be that very much everyday kind of meetings <laughs> and stress and negative energy uh, it's so much more so um, I'm, I'm just so super grateful to share this with
10: everyone
0: Thank you for sharing.
10: Thank you, you.
0: Tyler, What scares you? (laughs)
11: Um.
12: Even talking about this scares me. Mm. Actually, to speak up in general really scares me. I was thinking, like, what? What is it? What is it like exactly? Um, Well, there are many things I'm thinking of right now, um, but definitely one of the things is. My fear of not being able to connect with myself. Um, I have this big desire to <laughs> to to express myself and to be myself and to to feel my body really. And this uh, fear really comes from not not being in my body. Um, Um, I had a really horrible experience with drugs a couple of months ago and this anxiety that I left my body and I um, I sort of had this death experience, Um, it has haunted me. well, from that moment uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, after that, I had many panic attacks and anxiety. Um, but I was really lucky to have a good supporting system. So I, yeah, I I moved through that really well, I think. Um, but it's definitely, it, it sticks with you, you know, an experience like that um, to not be connected with your body. And also for weeks after that to sort of have this, depersonalization that you're it's as if you're looking like life is a movie sort of and it's it's just scares the shit out of you you know and um after that I I make I made sure that I was in a really safe and good environment and slowly slowly I sort of started um moving out of my bubble but like walking down the street again and like going going to a shop by myself again. And, well, <laughs> it was kind of last moment that I decided to go to this training, but I just knew it was the right thing for me. Um, but I didn't expect to, I did not expect this to happen. The The first week I came here, I think it was just a really big step for me to come here and in the first week i felt so disconnected from my body again that it stirred up all that fear again of actually just not feeling safe in my body and um, not feeling connected and i'm just so 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 lucky i guess to have this environment um, and to have been supported like this and i have never felt more empowered and I really feel like I moved through this and like, um, yeah, every day more and more I'm centering more into my body and getting to know myself and and being able to speak up and yeah, live my truth really and not be afraid of <laughs> whatever, um, yeah, whatever feeling or disconnection because in the end, I know now that, um, I won't die. Um I won't fly away out of my body because this is life and every morning when I wake up I will open my eyes and I will see my friends again. Um the beautiful trainees and this beautiful training <laughs> and I will step on my yoga mat again and that's just the best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is so powerful to hear you say this, really. Hmm. you can also sense when you when you touch on the gratitude of being here and the big step of being here your whole face just lights up (laughs) in a way you know
12: yeah yeah it's just the best to be able to be in your body and feel your body yeah
0: Hmm. and that you made all of those decisions that brought you here and every day you make those decisions to to be present here and to look up and to make those connections and yeah
12: I really found that through just doing it because that's really that has really been the only way for me to know that I wasn't going to die or something crazy was going to happen just to do it and to get out there and dare um yeah that's how you you find the connection and see that you are present and you can do it
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you.
12: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Jillian. Hi. What scares you?
10: Everything. Not, um, like Sarah said, tangible things like spiders or snakes or car accidents. Not the things that I can see, but disappointment in myself in others others being disappointed in me failing <laughs> I've been scared since I was little and I don't know why so I just have come to the point where I feel like the only person that I can trust or rely on is myself because I'm so afraid of putting myself out there and losing control about not being in control of exactly what happens and ending up failing or in disappointment and again opposite of Sarah I've completely run from routine like I never spent more than two years in a place And even when I did call one place, my home for four and a half years, I was traveling for at least half of every year in search of something that would make me feel more, I don't know what, home or I don't know what.
0: And how is... Hmm. Staying in control of everything all the time. How is that working
10: out? It's extremely stressful. I don't, I don't, I I like it, but I don't like it. I'm so afraid of not, like, that things will fall apart if I let go even a little bit. And so my my only coping mechanism is to just turn inwards and not engage. But that kind of leaves me just feeling lonely and alone and then I'm like mad and feeling like, why doesn't anyone want to spend time with me? Which is maybe not true, but that's my perception, right? So... It's a really vicious circle.
0: And has there also been a time, maybe, where this, where controlling your environment was really helpful?
10: I think it's it's allowed me to achieve a lot, um, to get through, you know, university through two degrees with good marks. Um, it, it's a, it has allowed me to see the world um, and meet a lot of really amazing people. Um, so I think in some ways it does serve me.
0: I guess that feeling of if I don't keep it together, everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. Maybe at one point that was true. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a point where you kept it together and it served a really good purpose and it was really helpful. And okay. then sometimes we take it with us and we mistake it for our, our purpose or our identity. Like, I have to be this person all the time. And if I don't keep it together, then then what? It's just a big void of unknown and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But how about here? Have you kept everything together here all the time? <sighs>
10: It's really hard when you don't get to be in control.
0: <laughs> when we don't even give you a schedule for the next day. Yes.
10: Yeah.
0: How's that been?
10: Um different. You
6: can <laughs> say awful, it's okay.
10: Uh yeah, I left my planner at home. And that was really uh yeah. Oh man. I panicked a little bit. Like why can't I? Like, I need to know this. So I can, like, pop, popping up to teach in class is just like, this is the most stressful thing ever, because I didn't get to prepare for this.
0: Mm. And yet there you are. And
10: yet there I am. Mm. And then somehow it's, you know, not I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: has there been something good that has come with that?
10: Yeah. I've been working really hard to be more spontaneous and to just let things unfold, because um, my partner is completely my opposite, and that's good and bad. Um, and so, yes, like being—I've been working hard, and being here has been really good for continuing to work on that. To just like allow my existence to be exactly in the moment and not. In yesterday or last year or next week and that I can focus and dedicate myself more fully to the moment mm. now and let others support me
0: it also takes a lot of energy to hold everything together all the time
7: mm-hmm.
0: mm. it doesn't leave a lot of energy for other things
7: no nope.
10: mm.
0: like grounding or
10: anything <laughs> mm. Even coming to the yoga mat on a daily basis is exhausting at home because it's just, you've already spent my energy managing my life and others.
0: So what do you need, do you think, also at home to be able to to let a little bit of that go? Maybe not all of it. say you keep in control of most of it but just a little bit of softening so you can open up a little space for you to just to be the Jillian that stands up in the middle of the room and teaches an awesome sequence without planning a single word
10: I think I need to have more faith and trust
0: Hmm.
10: that um, even if I let something go and it doesn't work out that it's not the end of the world Mm. it's not going to be the my ruin (laughs) because automatically if i let it go and something bad happens oh man
0: (laughs) and what is something tangible that can help you help remind you of that trust do you think Mm -hmm. because it's a nice thing to say i need more trust i need more faith Mm -hmm. but it's you know it's hard to grasp mm-hmm. can you think of something like a an action or a person or a thing or a practice that could help you lean into that place of trust a little more that's hard <laughs> how about what we're doing right now
10: this is good
0: <laughs> sharing
10: mhm To feel like people are listening and not judging or Mm. wanting to um, change the situation. Having, um, yeah, just somebody to talk to Mm. on a regular basis so it doesn't build up.
0: And do you think you have that?
10: Um... I think so
0: now. <laughs> you yeah, have four girls beaming at you right now. <laughs> Especially this one. <laughs> um, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's a good reminder to take home, and it's good to, in those moments, because it's easy to lean on the idea of the butterflies and the rainbows mm-hmm. and letting go and manifesting, but what does it fucking mean? Mm-hmm. You know, We need that tangible practice to remind ourselves, oh, I can pick up the phone and call someone and share when I'm having a shit day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Or I can ask for help yeah. when I need yeah. help or yeah. whatever the practice is, sit in silence. or you know? Even
10: the mala beads, like I never used them before. And I found it so nice to just feel the weight of them and repeat to myself like 108, 9 times. Like, you know
0: of course it's going to work
10: out. It always works out for you. Or like, you're going to slay today because you're the fucking badass boss. Like, just to say something like that over and over again. I really like
0: that a lot. I do too. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Do you know what's not smart? Making a deal with your husband to do half an Ironman when you hate running, you're afraid of biking, and you can't swim. Or letting Lea Luna do your makeup in the morning. And you know what else is definitely not smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes and make you wait for the right candidates to apply. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com yoga to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you, it finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology scans, thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply so you get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resumes, no more waiting for the right candidate to apply, no more wasting your time. It's just not smart. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. The rating comes from hiring sites on TrustPilot with over a thousand reviews. Even if your life is full of bad deals with your husband or makeup sessions with your toddler, try ZipRecruiter. It's the smartest way to hire. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address: ZipRecruiter.com/yoga. That's ZipRecruiter.com/yoga. ZipRecruiter.com/yoga. Erica. Hi. What scares you?
3: This. Mm-hmm. I think
13: my biggest fear is just that everyone will, like, find out. That everyone will, like, see through the first impression or a joke or something and however good that first impression is, they'll like get to know me and see I'm like just a fraud. They'll know that I have no idea what I'm doing or who I am. that I'll fuck it all up. It's scary all the time. This pressure to take care of myself, take care of the people I love, my kids. I'm scared that I'm not good enough. It's like, it's like being the substitute in my life kind of like someone hands you the reins or, or has you take over and you can fake it, but you're not the real teacher. You're not the person who's really in charge. You're just, stepping in because if you like if I really commit or if I really show everything nobody will stay and it's easy for I hear people say that they're like afraid of love and I hear people here with so much pain that's all outward and people who have wronged them, and terrible things. And the thing that's hard for me is it's all, there's no one else to send that anger to, because it's it's me. And I just feel like, the second-rate version of everything, like, the, there's nothing that I can do that sets me apart from anyone else. There's nothing that I can do that somebody younger or prettier or smarter or thinner couldn't do better. And so at first, like, it might seem like I'm funny and confident and I have it figured out. But then if you hang out long enough, you'll see that I don't. Mm. And it makes me feel like a fraud in my life.
0: And it's scary to live like this all the time. How about we do a little reality check right now? Let's talk about hanging out with you for a long enough time. You have a group of women here that have spent pretty much day and night with you for the past 17 days. <laughs> Who here thinks that Erica is one of the most special and beautiful people you ever met? I'm up as I say it, because it's so fucking true. <laughs> I know, but sometimes we need a little reality check. You know, the story we tell ourselves, it can be really far from what reality actually is.
13: I know I'm s I'm so lucky I have such an amazing group of people around me. Here in my life at home. And I mean one of the reasons I mean a friend of mine actually wrote a letter. To get me here, and she didn't tell me, and she just said that it make, it made her sad to hear these like, the things I would say about myself, and it sucks
0: it sucks, <laughs> but how special must you be to her for her to go through the effort to do something <laughs> as big as that? It's a big deal
13: it is. And I appreciate it so much. Like it's easy for me to just fall in love with everyone, and and I don't know why I. I don't know why I shy away from it. I don't know why. It's like what I want, and then I just like can't take it. Hmm. And then I, I am so grateful that then I build this pressure and it's like, why well, I, I have to change my whole life. I have to be perfect when I get home because this was a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal to leave my life for three weeks to have someone who knows that I could use this, like, have everybody cheering for me. And then I'm like, what
0: if I fuck it up? Hmm. And what if you shine? What then? I don't know. Is that an unusual feeling, too? Because you've had a lot of moments in this training where you have been the brightest, shining person in the room. (laughs) And then you shuffle (laughs) to the back and you look away and you stop looking at me, stop looking at me. (laughs) What if you fail? Sure. But what if you shine? I, I don't know. Sparkle. <laughs> and it also goes back to that, if it's unknown, if we haven't lived a life or had a childhood where it was safe for us to be really seen, where we were, you know, felt like we were loved unconditionally without having to achieve or perform or be something, you know, if we don't know what that is like, it's a really hard thing to do to stand up in a room and, and feel worthy of that attention or being seen or taking up space or you're doing a really fucking good job of practicing that right now
13: (laughs) this is hard stuff
0: man yeah (laughs) but there's something inside of you that really wants it i really do yeah for you to be the main character of your own life And not on the sideline or a substitute person, but the main one.
13: And to feel like it's okay to be, to shine.
0: (sighs) There's a big longing in there. Hmm.
13: Seems silly
0: or the most important thing in the whole damn world, maybe. 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 I want to shine. I think I do. Yeah. I think you do too. (laughs) And that's an important thing to have because if the fear is so big, it's everywhere in our lives. You know, we can't distinguish where does it come from. Why is it there? What do I do with it? We have to find an, a purpose or something to anchor into. Okay, I want to shine. How do I get there? At least we have a destination of, you know, if it's that practice of standing up and teaching like you're doing now or sharing openly in a group of people or dressing in a way that you want to dress or you know, not giving it little things every day, how can I practice shining for me? It will mean different things to different people, but what is it for you? And how can you take that home?
13: I think I could be nicer to myself. Especially in front of my babies.
0: What would that look like, being nicer to yourself? In a tangible way.
13: Look in the mirror. (laughs) Give myself a break. Hmm. Maybe not feel guilty for things that have nothing to do with me. (laughs) What else? say how I'm feeling mm. and set some boundaries to make myself a priority. Maybe take a yoga class. <laughs>
10: Perhaps take <it>. a
0: <laughs> Those are good ideas. Mm. You have a lot of tools. Mm you got to put that longing front and center. Make it the most important thing in your life. You. I mean, that that longing brought you all the way here. So you know already it can take you crazy places. (laughs) Just imagine.
13: I can't even. Hmm. But this has... made me see that it could. Maybe I could do it.
0: You're doing it. Mm, Maybe you're already doing it. (laughs) You know, the first time I saw you shine is that that fucking (laughs) handstand. That holy shit from the person saying, I've never done this in my life. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then she... Holds the strongest handstand in the room. <laughs> like, who is who is this woman? <laughs> Where did she come from? <laughs> oh. There's a lot of sparkle in there. It's waiting to come out. That was pretty rad. That was pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Erica. Thanks. Thank you.
7: Laura. Hello.
0: What scares you?
7: Um... I think actually myself, I think that I, um, sometimes act out of anger and frustration and that makes me nervous, um, instead of pausing maybe, um, I kind of just have a knee-jerk reaction, so sometimes I would say I scare myself, um... If I wasn't fearful of my actions, I probably would have moved to Colorado to be with my significant other two or three years ago. Um, But it's just taken me some time to kind of sit with that and realize it, to understand it, um, so that I don't put it on anybody else or any other relationship.
0: And how does that relate, putting off moving moving to be with your significant other? How does that relate to your your emotional reactions?
7: Um, so I'm fearful that if I leave my family in Michigan, that I will um, be maybe resentful or, or, I don't know, moving to Colorado. That's how I felt. Um, I also feel like in Michigan when I'm there... Um, I have to really deal with that knee-jerk reaction. I feel like it's almost like a punishment. Like I have to, um, I have to stay there until I've dealt with my feelings there before I move.
0: Sounds like a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not safe for you to feel your feelings as they come up. Yes. And what happens? What is the risk when you do?
7: Being mean and not really meaning it. Just kind of saying something that I don't necessarily think. It just pushes another person away to maybe give me space or treat them like they've treated me.
0: And what do you think if you had, a, if you had another way or maybe a safe space to release emotion as it comes up? because it's hard to do if we're not taught how to do that which is not something we really learn in school you know
7: yes i am learning every day to release emotions when they come and not suppress them because that is where the anger has come from
0: and what do you think life would be like if if you had that space all the time and that you could trust that whatever situation you're in whatever emotion comes up that that it's safe for you to release them without hurting anybody else or yourself?
7: That feels and sounds like Colorado. (laughs) feels and sounds like Colorado. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's taken me a while to realize that. Space and time is what I need, and I have to give it to myself Mm. there. And you are. Mm -hmm. I will.
0: You will. So you're a... A living manifestation of, of moving through a fear or feeling a fear and then doing it anyway.
7: Yes. Taken a long time, but yes, yeah, slow yeah. but steady, right? <laughs> slow but steady, and that's
0: okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing.
7: Thank you. Thank you. Montana. Climb up. Yes.
0: What scares you?
14: Hmm. Um I'm scared that I won't be able to ever make um, genuine connections with people. Um, so I always keep everybody kind of at bay. I don't develop um, complete, friendships, or relationships with people, because um, I'm scared uh, they'll leave, or they'll find out who I am, and they won't like it, uh, and I know I need to get over that, but it's, it's scary to let go of, um, you know, things that have been put in your head since you were a kid, so yeah
0: how does that affect you in your day-to-day
14: um i usually always feel like people don't actually like me um they're kind of bullshitting or um it's kind of like a joke um there's like a secret that everybody has about me that i'm I'm not fun or, um, I don't know, or that I'm too much sometimes. Um, So I'll do things and then go back and be like, wow, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have been that um, person. So it's just like a lot of anxiety that comes out of all of my actions that I do.
0: And does it take a lot of energy to second-guess yourself like that all the time? Yes, it's exhausting. (laughs) It sounds exhausting.
14: It is. Um, And when I express this, you know, to people, they're like, that's so silly, you know, don't feel that way, you're awesome. And I'm just like, but you're lying. Like, um, but it's, it's years of, of issues from friendships, childhood friendships that have kind of made that happen, Um, or people just leaving and not saying why, Uh, deciding not to be my friend anymore, not giving an explanation, just going from being a good friend to hating me all of a sudden. So yeah, it's
8: it's exhausting.
0: And what do you think life would be like if you or what do you think you would do with all the all of that energy that's spent second guessing yourself if you didn't have to do that if you trusted that you could be totally yourself all the time?
14: I would be. Um, I would actually make those genuine friendships. I'd ask people to hang out instead of waiting for them to ask me. Um, <coughs> yeah I would I would love so much more I would love everybody um and myself I really love myself a lot more too
0: and how has it been this training so far how have you felt with all the friendships here and all that
14: they've been so good yeah everybody's so supportive and loving and it's been hard to receive their love, <laughs> um, and and actually let it land and accept that they mean it and it's genuine and true. Uh, so it's it's been really good, but it's going out into the real world and kind of letting that land out there too, because we are in a little bubble of love right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the world isn't always well the rest of the world isn't like that for a majority of the people out there so Um, so yeah do you think that there's
0: a a chance that maybe it's um, not only of course that we have a group of awesome people but maybe there's a side of you that's present here that maybe doesn't come out the same way at home also
14: oh definitely yeah
0: what side is that
14: um the better side, the happier side, more loving side. Definitely.
0: Yeah. So you know you have that already. Mm-mm. You have that side of yourself already alive and out there and making real friends, showing up all the way as you. Not having to fake it. Mm.
8: Hmm.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's not so far away.
8: Yeah.
3: It's all right here. Mm.
0: Thank you for sharing. Thank you. you are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. There's nothing like a great pair of shoes. If you saw my closet at home in Aruba, you'd see everything from flip-flops for beach days to boots if I'm in a party mood to running shoes for my exercise sessions with Dennis. Now, more than ever, I'm being incredibly mindful of what shoes I buy and from which companies I buy them from. Have you heard about this company making flats from recycled plastic bottles? Oh, and they're crazy comfortable and stylish too. If you didn't think that combo was possible, I suggest you check out Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are stylish, sustainable, colorful, and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere, whether you're lounging on the beach of Aruba or in a big city headed to work. They offer many different styles from the flat, the point, the loafer, the sneaker. Their color and pattern selection is amazing. They're always updating their lineup. New colors are launched every few weeks and sell out constantly. All these color combinations make them work with any outfit. I love throwing on a pair of jeans and points when Dennis and I are headed out for a casual dinner. They're super soft so I can be comfortable in them in a whole night out. Of course, the best part, it will blow your mind that Rothy's shoes are made from recycled plastic water bottles. In fact, they've reached almost 20 million bottles recycled. Go check out Rothy's. Both you and your feet can feel good about wearing them. I love my Rothy's and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Use the code YOGAGIRL to get free shipping with no minimum. Free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. And trust me, you will not want to return them. Go to rothys.com. R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com and enter yoga girl to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. No brainer, shoes that are comfortable, stylish and sustainable and free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today. Rothy's dot com promo code yoga girl. Get the deal while it lasts.
8: Yassi. Hi. Hi. <laughs> what scares you? Um, My, my biggest fear is no being enough in all aspects of my life i um, i feel like i'm not enough as a woman as a wife in my job every time i second guess my ability to to just be so
0: Would you say it's a. that this fear is a big, big component in your life? Yes. Does it make decisions for you sometimes? All the time.
7: Hmm.
8: It's. sometimes I don't. I don't even want to get out of the house. Uh, I'm, I'm scared that my life. It's going to pass by. And I just did nothing with my life because the fear was with them
7: I'm sorry.
8: Hmm.
0: Yes. And what about the decision to come here? Was that
8: scary? Um, it was, but it was the excitement to be here. It overcame the fear. Hmm. Um, I was, I was so excited (laughs) and I was during the year, I was like, sometimes i was second get myself, like I'm, I'm not good enough, like in yoga, like I don't know the poses or whatever. And, but then i would get excited again. I would tap into the exciting adventure instead of letting my fear take over.
7: Hmm. Yeah.
0: So there's this big sense of trust
8: there also. Yes. That brought you here. Yes. Huh. And um sometimes I'm able to tap into it and sometimes it's just harder.
0: And what is it about this this group or you know, being here that makes it a little easier to to tap
8: into that trust? It's It's just we, it's just all of us being together and having similar stories and sharing and it's just like we're so open. Like since the first day we were open and for me it was wonderful being able to share and to talk to people and to tell them my story and creating space but also having the space to speak Mm. it was very beautiful it has been very beautiful
0: can you imagine a scenario where you're able to take some of that with you home and also do it at home with the people that you have there yes
8: right now it's like my heart is like very happy and it has like that motivation inside to take all the energy that we had cultivated here and take it home and share it I just don't want that fear to overcome it when I'm at home That's
0: you know a part of why it feels sometimes less the things that feel really big and scary at home they feel less scary here even though the situation might be the same it's because we talk about them so much. Yes. It's like we're airing out all the dirt, you know, and if it stays in the corner there, it gets really moldy and dark and terrifying and big. And then we speak it and we speak it and we speak it and we speak it. And the more we speak it, we realize oh, wait, I'm not alone in feeling all of this way, you know? Yes. And maybe it's not so terrifying and huge that it has to run my whole life. But it's a practice to also speak about the trust you know and to stand in that place of oh i have so much trust in my ability to do this crazy thing (laughs) to face my fear to be a teacher to come here so much trust wow it brought me all the way to aruba yes yeah with 50 strange people doing crazy dynamic meditations and insane (laughs) shit that i never did that's how much trust you have yes yeah, maybe the trust is bigger than the fear, but we spend a lot of time focusing on the focusing fear. So focusing on the fear, big. yes. Yeah.
15: Yes.
8: It's a good reminder to stay with the trust, you know. It is. <laughs> and to, I'm hoping, like, trust that everything's going to be fine. Like, even if if you fall, it's going to be fine. You get up. You can get up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: You said that so beautifully in the sharing the other day about the scars and standing up. I wanted to write it down. Do you remember what it was?
8: I said that to honor my scars and my injuries and knowing that I have fallen and that I, I have gotten back up. Hmm. It's so beautiful. Like <laughs> yeah,
0: super beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Marcy. Yes. What scares you?
15: Um, a lot of things scare me. Um I think the thing that scares me the most is losing people I love.
0: And how does that how does that fear, how does it manifest in your life? Is it something that comes up in the day to day or is it?
15: Um yes. I think it's something that's always there. It manifests by me, um, something I've learned about myself is I don't like to feel fear. It's easier to feel anger. (laughs) So um, it manifests in me being kind of bitchy sometimes or angry or guarded or blocked. Um, And I feel like it keeps me from being completely vulnerable with people that I love, with the exception of, you know, like my core people. But I feel like I could expand that um, if I weren't so scared.
0: Hmm. And has it also been, has there been a time in your life where that fear has also been purposeful or where it's served you or protected you somehow?
15: I've told myself that story, that it's protected me. I don't think it does in reality. Um, I think all it does is keep my walls up. Mm-hmm. I don't think it it doesn't serve me. I know that.
0: Because sometimes we can have, even if we've had an experience of loss or, or death or something really heavy, it's it can be really useful to have a bit of that guardedness, you know? Like when the heart is really sore, if we let too many people in at the same time, it's it's too much to handle. Right. So... At least for me, sometimes when I feel really, not stuck, but almost swallowed up by that fear, I remind myself like, oh, it's not irrational, you know, it's not this crazy, annoying thing that I do to keep people away, but at one point, it was really valid for me to feel this way. That's
15: very true, yeah. Hmm.
0: So that, and then, I, then I'm then i kinder to myself, like, oh, I'm not just a bitch all the time. <laughs> right. Bringing a little compassion for that fear and that it's... It's valid and it's there for a reason, but then we can start giving a little more space to. Okay, does it apply all the time? Maybe not. Maybe sometimes. Yeah. Mm. And is there something that, in those moments where you feel like it, it kind of, mm, where there's a wall or or when it obstructs your life, and somehow, is there something that you could? invite in to to bring a little bit more softening or a little bit more ease?
15: I think that is my life's work. Hmm. (laughs) I'll probably be doing that, working on that forever. I'm aware of it, um, but and I know what I quote-unquote should do sometimes, but it still is like an emotional, visceral thing that I do just to protect myself.
7: Hmm.
15: So I do want to soften. I do want to be more open. I do want to love more. Um, and have courage and be brave but uh, it's easier said than done
0: how about doing what we're doing now but also in those moments yeah you think that could be possible yes sometimes that helps me or I'll lash out over something that I know it's rooted in a fear of something happening but I'm like why did you do that? Or should be home on time, or da-da-da-da-da. right? And it can be such a for me a, a really disarming thing to be like, Hey, I got really scared that you guys were missing just now. Like, oh, and then whatever anger is there in that moment can just kind of give way for the softness of the big heart that loves so fucking much that it feels like it has to control everything all
15: yes, the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. And I find that practice to be it's really hard, but. Can be really helpful. And so, yeah. in that moment, when the fear comes, and it comes as anger, to be just reminded of that, and maybe let that show a little bit. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's a life practice. yes I think. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Emma. Hi. Hi. What scares you?
16: Oh, being in this room right now scares me. Mm-hmm. Um opening my heart scares me. Being vulnerable in front of other people and allowing people the opportunity or the chance um, to hurt me, scares me. And I think if I was able to Sit in um, in close connection with other people um, more freely would help me in so many ways. I feel I have a hard time stopping with someone and just being in a moment without feeling like I want to rush away or. No matter if it's that person opening up to me, or if it's me opening up to someone else, I feel like... <sighs> With someone else I feel like I, I don't have anything to give to that person to help them. And when it's myself, I feel like I'm just taking up the space. Even <laughs> Sitting here talking now, I sort of feel a little bit silly.
0: silly because
16: because why should I take up the space and it's funny because it doesn't even go with my personality in so many other areas of my life I'm very outgoing and very I very easily connect with people on a very shallow level I love to be kind to other people but As soon as I get to a certain point with someone, I feel like there's a wall there. So it scares me to confront that wall, I think. When I get there, I don't know what to do.
0: So what is the risk allowing yourself to be really vulnerable and truly real and show your heart to other people?
16: Because then they can hurt me.
0: When your heart is open, it's open also to to hurt. Yeah. And is there also a a potential reward there? There's a side of you that really wants to be vulnerable and open.
16: I want to be able to connect with people more or better. I've got like my close friends that I've known for years, and I think I'm close with them because I've known them for so long that it's you know it's just grown into that. But meeting new people and connecting with them. I've sort of realized it more in this setting as well because there's so many of us and so many ways to connect. Um, I think I'm just, like, I'm not putting myself out there. But it's so nice to see the other girls and they're, you know, connecting and people are getting really close and I'm I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, like, I want that, but I don't know how to to get there.
0: You keep your heart protected. Yeah. Can you think of a time in your life where it has served you doing that, where it was important that you kept that wall or that you kept that distance, where it did something for you?
16: As a kid, my dad wasn't able to take care of himself. And I would spend every other week in there from a young age. And he he wasn't able to take care of himself, so I felt like... I had to take on that responsibility and then I know that it hurt him that he wasn't able and I would just spend so much time like suppressing my feelings and putting on a smile because I didn't know I couldn't just I couldn't just like show him that I was sad because, like, nothing good would come of it. I don't think I even... I don't know. I guess I wanted to just keep that situation together. I don't know why it doesn't make sense thinking back at it. But I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I didn't want him to be sad.
0: That's a really noble thing to do. if he needed a lot maybe there was no space for your emotions in that moment where you gave him all the space where you gave him all the let him have all the vulnerability and you are the strong one for a while but it's important to acknowledge or to, to recognize that 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 pattern of holding people away or keeping your heart protected in a way, it's been really purposeful for you at some point. It's not something stupid and crazy and pointless, like why? Maybe it really helped your dad or it really helped your family at that time. So it gave you something. And then we move on with our lives and other things happen and we keep that strong pattern there of it's not safe for me to open this space up all the time. yeah and then we can choose you know do I want to be more open would it serve me now to be more open and to be more closed yeah and if the answer is yes then how can I do that
16: just have to practice I guess
0: (coughs) you might be doing it right now
16: I think so (laughs)
0: this might be it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good tool to have, to know you don't have to one day arrive with this wide open heart and be the most open girl in the room who makes all the closest connections. You know, you can be like, open a little bit, let the small group in, and then it's enough. And then, Go back. Yeah. And then open again, and then go back, and open again, and then go back.
7: Hmm.
0: You have a really big, brave heart in there. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Pega. What scares you?
17: Attachment scares me. Yeah, being attached.
0: Yeah. And what's the risk?
17: the pain when people leaves, the risk of getting hurt. It's easier to think that they're already just visiting so you can be prepared
0: or it's better to be the the one to leave or to not hold on
17: if I sense that there is Only like a little, if I have a feeling that they want to or there is a risk, then I leave. I let them go.
7: Hmm.
17: It breaks me, but I can't show it.
0: And is this fear, is it something that shows up often for you or is it only in certain places? Or Does it lead your life or is it on the side?
17: I think it shows up often. it does
0: and how about here in this group
17: in this group I feel that we're only here for a couple of days I can let them in but I, cannot, I know that it's going to end
0: yeah and how has it felt to to make a connection that is this deep because it's been deep or no
17: It's been really deep for me um really giving um, receiving it's been yeah I can't even put it into words, what it meant to me to be here and do this. Um, But I also know that it's a certain amount of time we're going to be here. So I love the girls and I hope I will see them again. But I also know that there is a chance that I won't.
0: What if there is a chance that you would stay really close for a really long time?
17: That scares me.
0: Hmm. Why?
17: That would mean that I had have to open up And be vulnerable in a way that, or let them in in a way that it would hurt tremendously if they leave.
0: And if they don't leave, what would be the, if you imagine a world where they don't and you make really good friends, really good sisterhood girlfriends and they're with you for a long time in a really real way.
17: That would be amazing. That would be really
0: cool. (laughs) Yeah. And what would it require from you, do you think?
17: To not shy away. To not be selective. put down my ball.
8: Yeah.
0: What would it feel like right now to to look at them and to tell them the truth that you don't want them to leave?
17: I can't do that. Mm. I don't know why I can't do that.
0: But is it true?
17: Yes, of course. I'm starving that little girl that wants to have deep connections and wants to have long-term friends who wants to be able to trust. But...
0: How about a little reality check right now? So who here in the circle is intending to stay really close with Pega for a really fucking long time? I am. I am. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. whether she wants it or not look at that thanks girls you know that act of receiving is a is an action we have to take and sometimes it requires acknowledging that fear and speaking it like I don't want you to leave
8: I
17: don't want you guys to leave hmm
0: Group hug pause. I love you guys so much. Thank you for sharing, Pega. Thank you. Juanita.
18: Rachel. What scares you? This was a really difficult exercise, not because I don't have fear, I'm just either unaware of it, no, 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 no. I'm aware of it, but I don't want it to fuck with my joy, and if joy is my value, my deep-seated value, um... Fear gets in the way of that, and um so I don't want it to get i don't want to be encumbered by it, so I'm definitely scared of things but or and and I don't let it bother me i can't um I can't tell like what sort of defense mechanism is going on. So, um, today is my parents' 47th anniversary, and I'm so grateful to them, especially being here and recognizing how much pain there is. Um, after our first dynamic, can I say that we had a dynamic? Mm-hmm. After our first dynamic, um, dynamic meditation, you guys can look that up, um, I uh was really impressed by um, how kind of broken and powerful the people are here with this um, with this training. And I felt guilty because my parents are married. I had a very stable childhood. I was fed, I felt loved my uh my root bandas and my root chakras were all i mean, fuck, they were all they were all doing what they were supposed to do and and I got to live in a place where um I got to spend a lot of time outside. and again, it just feels so grateful and yet guilty that I had that. And so my fear is i have I've received all these great gifts and opportunities. I better not fuck it up. Um, We talked about this in our small group, you know, trying to explore our wounds, and there's so many wounds, and I was, like, throwing up my hands, like, what the fuck do we do with all these wounds? And, like, all I could think about was what our vet would tell us, and it's, like, make wet wounds dry and dry wounds wet. And I'm trying to figure out what my own wounds are, because I know I have them, and I'm kinda of curious, I wouldn't even when talk to Leodar about it, but it was like crazy Russian and like all sorts of yeah uh, you know star stuff oh my god rachel i I bought a mala today, like rose quartz mala. I'm gonna leave here with like a fucking like like moon phase tattoo i'm sure um but but no, but um i uh Oh, man, I, um, okay, so I'm thinking about fear, very grateful to my parents, and where I live, a lot of people come and go in my life, and it's, it's okay, because I know that I'm going to run into them later in life, I'm not going to worry about when, it's, it's, it's okay, and I'm okay with that, because of what my parents, or the circumstances of where I grew up, allowed me. And so I I keep thinking like the most important thing anyone can do in the world is to raise a resilient child. And for so long, I've been very resistant to children, dogs, anything that encumbers my life, my joy. I don't like kids, I don't like dogs. My husband lives eight hours away. I mean, I'm like, what the fuck, Juanita? Like, I, I have all this stuff. Or these uh, methods so that I can maintain my joy, so you know dig a little dig a little deeper, dig a little deeper. Um, and I'm realizing like the first time I've ever like had heart wrenching breakdown, crazy, ugly sob crying with my husband was the first night I met him. We uh, fell into a bottle of maker's mark, and um, I was telling him about the feeling of um, holding my best friend's daughter, um, helping, who was a, a toddler. Know she wasn't even a year old, I think. And um, I was, my, my girlfriend had gone out for a run, and so I was watching her daughter, which is a funny thing because I've killed her plants before so that she let me watch her daughter is funny. But she went for a run and I, um, and her daughter woke up, and so I was putting on her uh, kind of snowsuit And I was holding her daughter in my chest, and it was like these arms came out of my body, and I just wanted to devour her daughter and keep her. And it was the craziest feeling. And then I was sobbing to my, the strange man who would, you know, two and a half years later become my husband, sobbing to him that I would never know what that would feel like to hold my own child because I don't. I've chosen not to have children. And uh, and for so many years, I've just been so kind of eye about crazy parents and neurotic parents, and maybe eye about about uh, parents who lose themselves to their children. And now I really see, and it's been really driven home, um, how important and how simple it is it, to, to heal the world is to raise a resilient child and maybe my fear is that now that time is, has passed for me and maybe I've made a bad choice. It's, it's, it's something that I've, I've just kind of been toying with in the back of my head, trying to figure out how I feel about it. But I think ultimately, my ultimate fear is I don't want to have a shitty eulogy and, or someone to, so that's what my fear is. Is um, I want to live a full and productive mm. life.
0: And that's a big thing. So, what if a full life, and it doesn't have to and might not be, but what if it would include a child? If. Yeah. yeah it could be a total no, it doesn't have to be at all, but what if? That would mean that that's a pretty big
18: challenge to that fullness of the Such life. Such a right? crazy challenge. Yeah. And, uh, So I'm involved, I mean, I've been on the school board for oh my god, twenty some odd years. I really value my friends' children, and I'm so blown away by my watching my friends be parents, and it makes me so proud of them. But again, you're talking about me, like what would I how would I feel about having my own child? Ooh...
0: And sometimes just knowing that something is there, it doesn't have to be this crystal clear answer or positive, negative, but something is there. Oh, there's something to, it doesn't even have to be a wound, but it's something to work with there. It's
18: definitely something to work with.
9: Hmm.
0: And as so. long as you're doing that, which is super clear that you are with all of your mala beads and all <laughs> of your <laughs> contemplations, and, I mean, it's a big thing, but maybe leaving that space open... Instead of it being a, a firm, this is what life is, and it's like that forever. What if there's a little opening for things to shift or change?
18: Exactly. And now you're sounding like Lila Dar, or I'm not pronouncing Lila Dar, it, Lila Dar, <laughs> who was talking about <laughs> like you know the moon. Fa- I mean, I mean, getting in touch with like the moon signs mm-hmm. as opposed to the sun. And I was like, oh my god. But he is um, definitely made me think. Hmm. And what you're just saying right now has definitely made me think about kind of the other side.
0: Hmm. So, if fear has a little piece in that, is that okay? Can you?
18: Yes, and I'm excited and curious about it. And um, back to the wound sort of metaphor, I know I have some wetting or drying to do. And I guess I, I look forward to that. And uh, what you've created here has definitely helped so much. So, thank you. Thank you
0: for sharing. Thank you.
4: Carissa, what scares you?
19: I'm kind of in between two things. I was going to talk about... Um, I, like, shit, I've shared so much about this the past few weeks. Um, and I feel like I've gotten stronger in it because, like, it's it's this thing that keeps coming back and it's, like, something that comes back in my core value that we've shared about. And, um, yeah, like, I've... Uh, I have, in my past, um, I have felt very lonely. I have always felt like... The odd one out, or the third wheel—I never fit in anywhere. And um, uh, yeah, and like people that have come close to me have a lot of them have just up and left, and I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice beforehand, and that, like that, I don't know, that kind of like made. Made me even more scared because I don't see when people are gonna leave, um, and it's annoying because I know that right now I'm not in that space anymore. But my um, it it it's it's projected in my relationship with uh, my boyfriend, and he is the fucking sweetest guy in the world. Like I've I've talked about him so much and I feel like over the past few weeks I like he's not here but we've grown um, we've grown way more like we've grown together way more and um, like I, I appreciate and love him so much more um, but um, I'm like still always afraid that whenever he doesn't feel great or I don't know like when we're going through a tough time that he's just going to decide that he doesn't love me anymore from one day on the other and that he's just going to pack his bags and it's just going to be me in the apartment and um and it projects into my like my relationship with my friends as well. We recently moved and um I for the first time in my life I had a I had a group of friends and I've never had that before <laughs> and um it was so special <laughs> and then we together i like i um i I met them in in art school and I dropped out after the first year, but i like we stayed together as a group of friends and um and then uh, two years later, I moved to Amsterdam with my boyfriend and um And they're all still in this other city and um, it's a 20-minute train ride. but still it feels sometimes that i'm left out and i somewhere in my heart i know that i haven't found my tribe yet and it scares me that i might never find them and it pressures me into finding other people that are my tribe and that are close to me and And it's fucking annoying. Um, I don't like, I get jealous of other, like, seeing other people doing things without me while it's super valid for them to do things without me. And it's with things that I don't even want to go to. And, like, why the fuck do I care? Um,
0: uh, So, what do you think? life would be like or is there a scenario you can imagine what life would be like if you weren't scared that people would leave
19: it would be so much lighter um, I like yeah pretty much I think the only thing that is in my way is my mind and it's like my angel cart that I drew at the first circle Um, which didn't make sense at the time but has come back over the whole whole group was um, somewhere along the lines of uh, we have the power to create our own thoughts and this is such a mind thing like my mind makes me crazy and it's like talking the whole time that everybody's gonna leave you and you're gonna be here all by yourself and you're not gonna be able to do it and I... I crave so much for for love and a family and strong a strong connection and I crave it so like I I crave it so so much and I I feel like I sometimes especially with friends I can't get there I cuz I'm afraid they're going to leave me and
0: well, you know, sometimes if we're, we're afraid someone's going to leave or we think they're going to leave, we act accordingly.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then sometimes they do. Yeah. <laughs> and it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy of no one really likes me anyway. They're all going to leave anyway. And then we act like that. And then they're like, oh, my God. And then they leave and we're like, see, I knew it.
19: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when they don't leave, I'm generally surprised like every time someone reaches out to be my friend and i like they take the extra step you know like not just let's get a coffee but hey come over to my place and let's cook together and i'm like this is like that's what friends do <laughs> like right like what are like how like how, yeah like this um, and it's I don't know. I don't want to be surprised. I want to be. I, I want to be the one that asks them to come over and cook.
0: Mm. And what's stopping you? The
19: mind. <laughs> um, telling me that they have better things to do or we're not the same age or they are way better. More spiritual than I am, or <laughs> whatever mm. um, or they're more experienced yoga teachers um, those are things that cross my mind, and I don't want them to mm. i i I think it would be. I would be happy if I wouldn't worry about those things and they would come more naturally as well. If I would trust in that
0: you know, we keep ourselves in our circles of loneliness. So to get out of it we have to change how we not just how we think, but also how we act. Yeah. Or sometimes act the opposite way of what we think and know that, oh it's hard here. I bet that person has more important things to do but what if I try? Maybe my mind tells me the other way but what if I try anyway? And I think you've been doing that a lot this these past couple of weeks. Yeah. But forming I'm, bonds and going outside of your comfort zone and
19: I i have in a way but i do see that i still feel like the odd one out or the third wheel Hmm. i i you know like over the weeks there is these groups that start to form and there's people that are drawn together and um people that i thought i felt a connection with but then they really bond with this other person and i step away because i'm like no they bond with that person so that why would they bond with me?
7: Hmm.
19: Um, yeah.
0: So what can you give yourself in those moments, in those moments of doubt that pull you away? You know? It's a little reminder or something you can do or an action or a practice or something that can bring you back to a place where, where you remind yourself that you belong also
19: yeah maybe kick myself under the butt a little bit.
0: <laughs> it's always a good thing. go out there. How about speaking it out loud in the moment to that person
19: i yeah, I have done that once <laughs> mm. during this training because they asked they asked, and they're like because i was talking about this very thing about being like everyone's just going to leave why bother creating like a bond cuz you know like we all live in different places and 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 then they were like well like, am i that person like are we going to be friends and i like i stuttered so much i like yep yeah, um i i guess so <laughs> yes <laughs> and it yeah it really put me out of my comfort zone Mm. to speak it out and
0: so maybe try to make that a practice you know the more we do it the less uncomfortable it will be and soon we we can even train the mind to think in an automatic different way Mm -hmm. you know oh look at those two bonding oh how nice we'll all be friends
19: yeah Mm. that's yeah
0: it's a nice thought
19: a very nice
0: thought Mm. thank you so much for sharing Thank you. Thank you. Anneli. What scares you?
11: Um, this scares me. Mm. <laughs> um, I think I've journaled a little bit about this and I think um, I have many fears but they're all kind of connected to um, not being good enough. And... Um yeah being yeah not not included, not accepted um being rejected, abandoned i I know that like I have this history of um being like an overachiever that is kind of my it's always been my way of um like feeling a sense of worthiness, Um, it's like getting getting good grades and um, doing good like in career-wise and I think that kind of translates into like a fear of failure as well, like if I don't um, manage to get good grades or if I don't, if I'm not successful then uh, like, what value do I have? And then maybe will people not like me or not <laughs> not include me? Or
0: hmm. yeah. So, what if there was a scenario where you didn't have to do anything to be worthy of love? You don't have to accomplish anything or
11: yeah.
0: be in a certain way.
11: I don't know what that would be <laughs> like. Even that, like, hearing those words, like, worthy of love, it kind of, like, I don't even understand it. (laughs) A little bit, like, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: It's a strange
11: idea. Yeah. Hmm. Like, even, yeah, like, (laughs) being worthy of love, like, by doing what? (laughs) By doing what? What do I do to get there? Yeah, what do I need to do, or be, or achieve (laughs) Mm. yeah
0: and have you had any moments during the past few weeks where you have felt really held or really seen or appreciated
11: Um, I guess I have but it's like maybe my mind doesn't really recognize that Mm. Um, I think I feel like during these weeks it's been very up and down but I feel like I've been very um in my mind about like being doing things here like being successful in <laughs> in what we're doing here and yeah when i feel like like i, I can't do a certain post like i've gone all in my mind just feeling that i'm not good enough to be here should i even be here um yeah and also struggling with uh, yeah with connecting with also with the with pe- other people here um yeah it's just been like yeah a lot of fears have been triggered here <laughs> i feel mm. yeah
0: and is there something that you can either tell yourself in those moments or um because you do have that quality of of or that longing of wanting to just be yeah I don't think you came here to get an A in yoga teaching <laughs>
11: no. <laughs> no there's
0: a side of you that wants to just rest and wants to just
11: yeah yeah, yeah.
7: Hmm.
11: yeah I don't know maybe I don't know because if I would tell myself like I am good enough just as I am it kind of feels like I'm lying
7: <laughs>
0: but do you have moments during something that we do here where you hmm. feel that way like maybe there's been a a moment mm. in shavasana, or in a sharing, or in a, any of the other exercises we have done, where you have felt like it's been safe to just just be.
11: Yeah, in shavasana, I feel it. Like when I'm just in myself, mm. kind of. Um, when you're present in your body. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. What about when we? What about well, when we dance? <laughs> How has that been?
11: Um. I yeah the, the first time I think I kind of let like let it all go and just yeah the second time I remember we did it twice or something uh, I think the second time was very more like in my mind still um, yeah
0: because whatever brings us into the body it's good to try different ways you know also so that it's not just relying on shavasana every time yeah. when we get to yoga class which maybe is only a few times a week or. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to create that space alone and on our mats and we need to go to a class and do the whole thing and then we have those five minutes in the end. Mm. There's a really little time to spend living in the body compared to the rest of the day. Mm. You know, so it's, it's good to think about what other ways do I have to bring my presence into the body so that when that mind gets really loud or that feeling of having to deserve or earn or accomplish gets really overwhelming, how can I
11: mm.
0: come back home?
7: Mm.
11: yeah, I think I do know. <laughs> I think you do yeah know. every yeah, just like the one thing that popped in my mind now is nature. I know that every time I'm in nature, then I feel more connected, and I know that I'm like there's nothing to accomplish when I'm in nature or when I'm like um, with animals or thinking about like what I want to change in the world, then it's like more focused on what I want to do, like ah. for others, maybe more than like in my mind of what I have to be or do or yeah
0: you just mentioned four really amazing things yeah,
11: yeah. so from like oh, I don't know if there's anything yeah.
0: some moments in shavasana you had a moment in the dance one one of them being in yeah. nature animals actually it's five and being yeah. of service yeah. that's five major ways or things that help anchor you into the body that's a huge toolbox
11: yeah I guess so.
0: yeah Use it.
11: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of support <laughs> around you in so many ways.
11: Yeah, I just have to see it, I guess. Mm. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Man, oh man, what a beautiful session we have had. Oh, my heart is just so incredibly full with all of these beautiful sharings, these beautifully open hearts. Oh, I want to thank every single person from this group for being so brave and vulnerable, sharing your fears, sharing how to overcome them, and fe- making your way toward that space of feeling really connected and and whole here now. Um, it's been it's been so beautiful recording this. We spent five and a half hours straight, <laughs> five and a half hours straight recording a podcast. It's, um, oh, I just I really I have I have no words. I'm I'm so proud. So proud of each and every one of you. I know this is an episode that I will return to again and again and again. So thank you everyone for sharing. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Perhaps this has inspired you to speak your fears out loud, um, to try to get to the root of where that fear comes from. If it's inhibiting you in your day-to-day life, how can you reach out and ask for help or support, Um, or maybe take that leap into the unknown so you can reach your dreams and create the life you've always wanted to have. I am so thankful for all of you. Thank you for listening and uh, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much to all of my beautiful yoga teacher trainees for joining me for such a powerful and beautiful episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your podcast. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, Stamps.com, ZipRecruiter, and Rothy's. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.